Yeah, um, I guess ask for help. Like that's one of the biggest things. Like don't be afraid to ask for for help. And you know, like there are people out there that that will help. You know, whether you're starting out and you know you need content. It's a content-driven world right now, and I don't think it's ever going to change. And you know, like there's so many people who are also starting out, whether they're photographers, videographers, or you know, people who are getting into like production and recording. You know, we all have to start somewhere, and mm. just don't be afraid to ask for help. And you know, um, try and collaborate with people wherever you can. That's the the biggest lesson that I've learned is that letting go and asking for help has helped me get to where I am now. Welcome to Songwriter Trists, an intimate podcast that is connecting songwriters from all over the world. I'm singer-songwriter Ray Lee. Music saved my life and I want to talk to other songwriters about the power of songwriting, talk about their journey and how they got to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons and emotions, all the great things that build an amazing song. To support the podcast and follow our journey, you can find us on songwritertrists.com. Okay, so my name is Jackson James and I'm a creative uh, from Port Macquarie, New South Wales. Um, I've been a musician, you know, my whole life um, and also, um, you know, I, I make music videos and I'm a professional photographer as well, so it keeps me very busy. It sounds like it does. So how did you get into the creative industry? What was your catalyst? I guess I've always been a creative, um, you know, since since day dot and, you um, you know, I've always been chipping away at music and, you know, I love the production side as well. So I spent a lot of time and a lot of years, um, you know, learning production and recording and um, I'm a bit of a, bit of a perfectionist as well. So, you know, I just, I just love, <laughs> that's so painful. And painful I think being a lot a perfectionist of perfectionist <laughs> and a creative, that's, it's like a mean trick that God plays on some people. <clears throat> Absolutely. And, and that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned is to, um, you know, just, you um, accept um your skills for what it is today and um know that you can always be better and do better tomorrow and and that's the one thing that sort of like helped me you know get over my own fears and insecurities as a as an artist and a creative and um you know and just keep looking forward i love that i i have to say it took me a long time to get over my perfectionism because i wasn't doing anything really helped how did you get through it? what was your i can do this it doesn't have to be perfect moment Oh, just um, I think just it comes with age as well, and just like knowing knowing who who you are and being comfortable with who you are as a person. And mm. I think for me, I you know I work with so many people and so many amazing, talented people, and you know beautiful people. You know, I'm photographing people and you know getting the best out of them. You know, even if they're um, you know like they're not supermodels, but I still love to. My challenge is to to get the best out of out of the person because everyone's so unique and and beautiful in their own way and that sort of helped me settle into my own self you know and understand that like I'm I'm me you know there's no one else like me and you know I might not look like Thor <laughs> I don't I don't care you know what I mean like it's yeah. just I have my own things and my own skills and talents um uh, something that I've been working on you know my entire life and that's sort of how I, I get through it that's awesome. And being a creative as well, as a 
like high school, you know, careers counsellor, that sort of stuff, parents. How did you find that journey of allowing yourself to be a creative? Did you have a lot of support from other people around you? Um, I guess I've always had some level of support, but, you know, it's it's one of those things like, um, you know, as a creative yourself um, and all of my creative friends, it's it's a lonely journey, journey as well, you know, like because – you know, we're always hustling, we're always thinking outside the box and, you know, like even just, you know, playing gigs through the week, you know, you, you, it's, it's, you're on your own. Mm. Um, and it's just, everyone's so busy. It's really hard to get a big, you know, team and people behind you to be able to, you know, give you the support that you, I think that you really feel that you need, but, you know, Mm. just being self-motivated yourself is, is the best thing ever. Um, you know, I played, music through high school like a, a little bit we had a bit of a bit of a high school band but um it wasn't really until I was about 17 18 that I really started to push um and start learning music theory and you know starting to play gigs at, at that point then and it's I've never looked back since yeah what what would your drive say or your motivation in those moments when it is hard and it feels lonely and you know a normal person would quit what's what's kept you going what do you think? I guess is? the yeah, well, the biggest motivation for me as a creative is the fact that I just I feel like this this desire um, to get paid to travel and experience life and get to do things that no one else really gets to do. And mm-hmm. you know, I've already I've already done that. You know, it's amazing, and I'm I'm so blessed and thankful for what yeah. I've already achieved. Mm-hmm. And what's the highlight so far? You reckon for you? Oh, I'm pretty lucky to, um, you know, be able to tour and, and play with my partner, Melanie Dyer. You know, that's absolutely amazing. And, you know, s- you know, since we've, um, you know, got together, you know, we, we found out, you know, our each own um, teammate and, you know, it's no longer lonely. It's, it's always, you know, we've, we've always got someone there to share that the highs and the lows uh, together and um, you know playing CMC Rocks last year on the main stage with Melanie was absolutely mind blowing, yeah. and you know we've just done so many gigs like a big red bash. You know I got to play um, on that stage last year, and um, we're heading there again soon. But you know we're actually heading off to CMA Fest in Nashville in a few days. So that's going to be such an awesome experience. But let's talk about songwriting. So when did you write your first song? Oh, I've been writing songs off and on um, over the years. Um, a song. I've always been more of a music composer than, um, you know, writing lyrics, and that's something that I've really been working on over the years. Um, you know, just I have so many ideas and I also get very easily distracted. So, you know, as you know, it's to get songs done, you know, you need to sit down and just work through them like mm-hmm. while, while they're there and, I definitely found it's been very good collaborating with people as well because, you know, it helps me as a perfectionist get out of my own head, um, mm. which has been great. So that's been a sort of like a recent thing, like the last couple of years, you know, writing with Mel and Angus Gill and, you know, a few of my friends, which is, you know, they're all such great songwriters. But, yeah, I've been writing songs off and on since I was probably 18, 19, something like that. But I've been composing music since I was – very young, sort of like grade three, grade four. Wow. So like you knew that this was something that you were good at or was it just something you were doing naturally and you didn't realise it was like a talent? Yeah, well, um, as I said, I come from a musical family and, um, you know, I was thrown on stage since around four years old and you know, my, my great-grandparents, great grandparents, aunties and uncles, they're all country musicians. 
Oh, and okay. I've been playing playing out in Tamworth, you know, before I was even born, which yeah. is really cool. And um, you know, I have so many memories of my my grandparents. They used to throw these these parties all the time. Yeah. Um, in their backyard, they'd build a stage, and there'd be you know anywhere between five and ten people on stage, you know, playing guitars, fiddles, banjos, all that sort of stuff. And you know, that's that's kind of how I grew up um, wow. younger. Um, and then. Yeah, like that, you know, my they kind of stopped playing music at that point and um, now I'm flying the flag, Yeah, you know, 20 years later. So you're like a true blue country, like royalty in your blood. You had no choice it really. It was a part of who you are. Exactly right. It's, it's who I am. And um, the funny story is that, um, you know, I grew up with it and it was always playing, you know, all the time. And like most people, most people associate country music with, you know, Slim Dusty and kind of the traditional style country. And um, I actually avoided country for a long time, particularly, you know, in my, in my teens, like we all do. And yep. I started playing cool. session guitar. Yeah, it's not cool. Yeah, exactly. If parents like it, it's not cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Even though it's fantastic music. And, uh, you know, I'd started doing session playing for some friends, you know, I'd played either Tamworth or, um, early beach music festival and yeah. you know recording for people and you know they'd say oh like that's that's great but can you make it less country it's too country <laughs> and i was like oh hang on and i didn't really realize at that point but you know like my style was developing and pushing in the country genre and i just i love the music i love the musicality you know and just and the people that also love country music they're just such great you know great people that was definitely what sold me on country music was the people because they're just it's a big family and you instantly belong and even last time worth I was there and a friend had come with me who you know didn't identify as country and he ended up getting up and playing a few songs and someone's like you're alt country and it's like I feel like everyone's country now <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, exactly you're you're some form of country uh, if you choose to identify that way it's kind of like sexuality these days you know you can just be whatever you want to be just, just yeah be whatever you declare want yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah okay so what about co-writing when did you go from you know, music being your passion and all this sort of stuff and then stepping into the co-writing space. Is that fairly new or you've done a lot of that? Um, I wouldn't say I've done it for a long time, but I've definitely collaborated um, musically and particularly with production a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've worked with, you know, a lot of friends, like people that you would know. Um, I've worked with um, obviously Melanie, um, Jake Davey, Hudson Rose, um, Angus Gill, you know, I've been working on stuff and some other artists as well that actually aren't even in country. They're even pop, and you know, I've produced stuff for them as well. And yeah, um, it's just such a busy, busy time. You know, like between between music, touring, and then you know now I'm doing commercial filmmaking and photography. You know, you would have seen a ton of my work from artists. Um, you know, out there. Um, you know, doing cover artwork and all their social graphics, and you know, before that. You know, I did architecture for 15 years as well. So when I was wow. doing all that, I was, you know, I was chipping away at music. And, you know, this is why it's taken me, you know, so long to finally get around to getting my music out because there's just no, no many more, no more hours in the day, you know. Yeah. So what, how do you balance that? Because that is a lot of creative energy spread out between a lot of different things, production, working with other people on their art video production and film like that is a very time consuming project it is what how do you how does that prioritize in your life and you know how do you balance that working on other people's stuff and then your stuff 
Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's been a, an imbalance, you know, for a long time that, you know, as I said, there's only so, only so many um, hours available in the day and um, I just had to prioritise um, my my own time, you know, recently between all these all these projects and um, balance probably isn't in my um, in my life at all. Um, it's it's always just crazy. Like I work, you know, I'm up six o'clock sometimes even earlier every single day, and I go to bed about eleven o'clock, and I'm pretty much working nonstop on something. Mm. Um, you know, whether it's creating, traveling, um, th- you know, thinking or actually mm. editing. Or recording, you know, it's just the way it is. But the, the the fundamental thing behind it is like I just love everything that I do. So it's never a drag. It's just mm. it's just a lot of time to, yeah. to get it all done. I can tell you're obsessed in a passionate, exciting way. Um, yeah, I, I, I am recognize it. An obsession. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I recognize something in you that I see in myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what would you say through everything that you've done? Because you're obviously doing so much. It's going to relate to so many people. What are some of the biggest lessons or aha moments that you have learned that you feel like you wish you had have known earlier or you feel like you can pass on to people who are starting out in similar areas to you? Yeah, um, I guess ask for help. Like that's one of the biggest things. Like don't be afraid to ask for for help. And, you know, like there are people out there that, that will help, you know, whether you're starting out and, you know, you need content. It's a content-driven world right now, and I don't think it's ever going to change. And you know, like there's so many people who are also starting out, whether they're photographers, videographers, or you know, people who are getting into like production and recording. You know, we all have to start somewhere, and mm. just don't be afraid to ask for help. And you know, um, try and collaborate with people wherever you can. That's the the biggest lesson that I've learned is that letting go and asking for help has helped me get to where I am now. Yeah. What do you think it was that maybe stopped you from asking for help when you weren't? Uh, just um, probably the fact that I'm, I'm a perfectionist really, you know, like I just I have to have some level of, of control and um, it's also too, it's definitely that, that, that deep-seated control of things being manageable in my own mind and in my own, you know, my own energy. Mm. Um I'm a, you know, I guess I was afraid that if I put something out there and it takes off faster than I can manage, then I don't know how to deal with it. And that's definitely what's happened, even particularly with this new song release. Um, yeah. But I, I am managing and I think that all of the things that I've done and I've pushed myself beyond pushing, you know, for the last 20 years, mm. that um, I have a very high tolerance of um, stress and I thrive under pressure. So... Um, bring it on. Yeah, I love that. And you've got to accept and embrace the challenge and enjoy it. Um, but I love I love that you actually talked about fear of success rather than fe- – like a lot of people often talk about fear of failure um, yep. and, and there's a lot of motivational content and books and lots of stuff out there. Um, and probably from the perfectionist side of things that I have also heard um, stories from people when they have that fear of success. as like, well, what happens to my life and how will my life change – if this does well, and it's really it's just the fear of the unknown, whether it's successful or failure, isn't it? And like exactly right, fear of change. Um, yeah, fear of change, and um, you know, I guess I did grow up in a um, small town. Um, you know, like I've I've grown up here, and I was you know fortunate enough to not have to move away because I you know I got a good job, and I've I've always been hustling on the side. I've never been short of work, even through COVID. You know, like I was 
I was on my way out of architecture, you know, and it's a big thing to get out of because once you're in a in a project, you know, a project goes anywhere from one to two years for a house yeah. and you can't just walk away from that mm. because, you know, if I'm running the projects, then there's no one else to pick up the pieces and you can't just leave people in, you know, in the lurch. So yeah. it just it took me quite a while to, you know, say no and I've been chipping away, you know, playing you know, burning the candle, as they say, um, you know, playing gigs and building up my photography and videography work and designing as well and to the point where I can let it go. And that's what I did. I'd, I'd finished all my jobs and then I'd, you know, booked almost a year of gigs ahead of me for music and then all of a sudden COVID came along and um, it was all gone. And But luckily, you know, I'd, I'd had um, six six clients that wanted me to design houses and I picked up the phone and I'd, I'd you know, I was straight back into work, you know, the next day. Yes. So got me through. Um, I made some money and, you know, it allows me to continue to, you know, get, um, you know, buy equipment for recording and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So it's always a means to an end. And, you know, you're talking about, you know, um, there's no such thing as failure. I don't ever look at anything as a failure because I, I'm only ever intending to succeed. Mm. So, yeah, I don't ever have problems, only solutions. And that's the biggest thing I think that anyone can, can you know, try and aim for. I love that. It's a bit of a waste of time and energy to worry about something as a problem. Just focus on the solution. Exactly right. You know, there's there's always things that you could assume as a problem, but there's always a solution to something, you know, and and nothing is ever going to go according to plan and you know as mm. I've, I've seen you know in this industry in you know 20 20 odd years is that nothing ever goes to plan you know like you can have <laughs> everything you know you, you can cross your t's and dot your i's and there's always something that will not be exactly perfect as you imagine it to be but you just roll with it yeah you gotta leave space for adventure absolutely it's all in one big adventure well that's where the adventure is the adventure is in the unplanned stuff yeah, absolutely. I, I, you know, one of my favorite things to do is, um, you know, just go somewhere and don't even have a plan. Like I just I said on an interview the other day, as long as I've got, um, you know, socks, clean socks, undies, and a credit card, I'm good to go. So, <laughs> I think the credit card's the part most of us are missing. What, <laughs> what, <laughs> what with is a budget. The, with a budget? What's the yeah. dream for your future? Like, do you see yourself? One day I'm just everyone. Everyone else is taking care of everything else. I just get to do this. What would that be? Um, I guess so. Like long, like long term. You know, I, I would love to be able to design and have my own um, amazing studio. That you know, a great place that I can work um, every single day. Um, that is perfect you know like the studio that we have here um, I can only really record at night time because you know it gets quite busy through the day and you know it'd be great to have that I want to keep continuing you know to you know build my build my career as an artist and you know keep releasing music and you know like I just I, I want to release music because it's it's a it's just it's the icing on the cake to sort of sum up my devotion and love of music for my entire life you know I've devoted my whole life to this um and um you know i want to get there wherever there is but at Mm -hmm. the end of the day you just want to be happy and create and you know be able to afford to live in this crazy world absolutely if you could collaborate with anyone in the world dead or alive who would it be and why oh 
Oh, that's a big one. I think I'd love to. I'd love to work with John Mayer. Oh, right. Um, yeah, yeah. He's always been a big influence um, for for a long time. He's just so talented, and he's he's quite quirky. So I think I'd love to. Yeah, I'd love to collaborate with him. Um, even have a conversation would be amazing. That'd be a dream. That's my secret ambition behind this podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> once I've interviewed John, I'm, I'm out. I'm, I'm done. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, call it quits. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. I'm good. That's, that's all we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Working my way through. Uh, <laughs> that's that's yeah. That would definitely be one of mine. His um, just the the. I love how his music communicates with the lyrics and how there's like this dance between the instruments and the melody and the, and the yep. meaning of the song and the lyrics. It's just, it feels probably more thought out than it actually might be, but it just it is, seems it so is, seamless. It is, absolutely. Yeah, and I think and he's, uh, you know, I guess a similar, like I'm similar to him where he came from a music background, you know, before writing songs and you know, mm-hmm. and before production and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I've always I've always thought that music needs to take you on a journey before the melody and the lyrics are even in the song as well. And that's one thing that I often um, strive for when writing or producing music is like, what is the music saying, you know, mm-hmm. by itself? You know, is it is it sweet sounding? Is it a bit abrasive? You know, like that's – I always go off how it makes me feel um, and then I build on top of that with the the melody and the lyrics. Do you ever do instrumental type stuff, or is everything lyric driven uh, as well? I, I haven't. I haven't for a while. Um, not to say that I wouldn't. Um, you know, I used to compose a lot more instrumental stuff when I was a bit younger, but now it's just about you know getting you know writing writing songs that people want to hear and. Um, actually want to listen to and you know hopefully get on the festival circuit um you know myself which would be amazing get out there and jump around yeah i just love it i just you know it's always been a a dream to be able to play on big stages and you know like it's pretty mind-blowing the first the first real big stage that i played on um was with melanie at the um big country festival in berry um last year there was eleven thousand people and it was the first time i'd actually played with the band on a massive stage yeah um and it was just kind of like okay like here we go like this is happening yeah <laughs> it was okay. just yeah dream amazing. dream stage which one where would you like to play like number one angle oh, hollywood bowl would be pretty amazing that's pretty much all of my official questions is there anything else you'd like to share tell us about your new single and and what's coming up for you in the future yeah, so my new single, Get Around To It, um, it's been out for exactly one week today um, on Friday, the what is it, the 19th of May. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's a um, it's a song about, you know, stop, stopping and smelling the roses, you know, like um, I co-wrote that with, with Mel and, you know, we, we often talk about having, you know, or wishing we had more time to, you know, get around to doing a few, you know, other things. You know, we often or everyone often puts aside all the things that they – would like to do because of work or other, you know, family commitments and whatnot. And mm. that's it. It's really a reminder to just, you know, make some time for yourself and or your partner and have a bit of R&R. It sounds like uh, you're preaching to the mirror. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Every, you know, everyone in, in our industry, um, you know, we, we, we all chat, we're all friends and everyone's the same. Like everyone's mm. out of control, busy. And if you're not on the road, playing you're in the studio or you're you know filming tiktoks or you're doing something it's always 
something to do that is incredibly time consuming. And then in between all of that, then you've also got to make a living as well, <laughs> you know, in between the gigs, you know, everyone has a side job or three. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, that's just, that's just how it is. But you know, we all, we all love what we do and we're all, you know, chasing that, that carrot at the end of the, uh, end of the stick. What do you want to get around to? What's the thing that you want to stop and get around to? Oh, well, I haven't been on a holiday or been able to switch off, you know, now since um, at least four years I've been working yeah. like this, uh, at least four or five years before I've had any any real time out. Um, but on the flip side of all of that, I mean, I've been doing some great things. You know, we've made music videos that are, you know, even, you know, number one videos like Melanie's um, song Cheap Moscato was number one on CMT. Yeah, that's a huge achievement to be able to, you know, do that. And I've yeah. made a ton of other cool videos, um, you know, working on all types of songs. And, yeah, as I said, I just love what I do. So it's, it's not really work. Well, you're obviously already successful, um, but you're obviously also with your attitude going to be successful at anything you try or do just because of your attitude and what you're doing and clearly your work ethic. I do want you to get a holiday. Um, you know, slow down and. Well, we'll still, yeah. we're going to see if we can. Um, you know, we're going to have a weekend and go to Dollywood over in Nashville um, nice. next week. Yeah, which would be amazing. Get up to Memphis, maybe. I I've been to Nashville twice. So I we're going to um, catch up with friends of ours, um, Blake O'Connor and Sinead Burgess, and yeah, yeah, nice. That's it'll be really. There's oh, actually no there's way. so many just down the road. It is right. Yeah. <laughs> um. I think there's so many Aussies over there at the moment. Yeah, someone actually, I, I met up with someone, I had dinner with someone last night that's heading back over there to live. And um, he made, he said that Aussies in Nashville are like cane toads. It's just like they're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was an interesting. Well, no one walks around with a golf, golf club and hits us. <laughs> just a bit of salt. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's it's such an inspirational place, um, and I think you're going to have just a ton of fun. How long are you there for? Uh, we're there for a month. Oh, you're going to love it. You'll have an adventure. Yes. Get out, see Dollywood. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Go to just Greece, to, you know, we're going to go and yeah, well, wherever the wind blows us, you know, we've got a car and we're just going to you know just go wherever we need to go and yep. write songs and catch up with friends and. Yeah, I'm sure I'll find some time just to switch off uh, marginally uh, over there, but doesn't really matter i'm just i'm still going to enjoy it whether um you know sipping sipping a pina coladas um at a bar or playing play music it's all yeah, good just have fun exactly exactly is there anything else you would like to share with the audience around songwriting or your music or what's happening next i guess you know it's going to be a a, a bit of a, a crazy challenging year as well um you know head we go to nashville and then we come back and go to the big red bash um, money, money, bash with Mel and uh, playing at Great Keppel Island um, with Mel as well. It's going to be absolutely amazing. So that it's going to be very festival. cool. Really? Yeah, that's where I met Jill from Push 'em Up, Jill. Oh, <laughs> awesome! Yeah. So I've never been there, so I'm, I'm very keen to you know that that'll be my um, that'll get be a holiday to moment. That is like yeah, literally absolutely. Go for a swim, have a drink, listen <laughs> to music, go for another swim. It's I would go back there just for the holiday. It's Really nice. Um, yeah, so we've got that that sort of stuff, and then um, you know, working on working on new music, and I'm looking at getting a, my second single out in October, November. Mm-hmm. So it should carry me through to Tamworth, which would be really great. And then yeah, working on an EP um, for next year. So that's the 
that's the grand plan for Sweet. now. Well, and we'll yeah, we've got some you. more music videos coming along. Yeah, <laughs> yours or other people's? Ah, uh, both. Okay. Yeah, both. Awesome. Yeah. Well, everyone's going to give you a follow. We're going to put all your details in the website songwritress.com, but also in the description of this podcast, all of your social links, your website, your music's all going to be there. So people are going to be able to check you out, follow you, follow on Spotify, um, and just keep up to date with all the new music that's coming out. Um, and I'm excited to just support your journey, watch it grow, see what magic comes from it. Um, but I, I just love seeing creatives be passionate and go out and achieve their dreams. So all the best and any way we can help, we are here to support you 100%. All right. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>Thanks for joining our songwriter Trist today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter. Please leave a review and subscribe. To support the podcast or contact me or our guest, please go to the website songwritertrists.com.